Let us pray. And in the time of his distress did he trespass yet more against the Lord. This is that King Ahaz. 2 Chronicles 28.22 Heavenly Father, I thank you that your story is a story of redemption through brokenness. I thank you that through Judah's kings, you reveal that you can still use me through imperfection and shortcomings. I thank you that through the book of Kings, you've shown me that, if I'm willing, you will work in me and through me. In the same breath, I praise you for revealing corrupt kings and their corrupted mindsets so that I can avoid the traps of the enemy, unlike Ahaz. I decree and declare that no false idol will get my attention and devotion. I decree and declare that I will be a tool in the hand of the Lord rather than a stumbling block to God's children. I declare that the anointing of the power of the Holy Spirit is moving through me so that I am a strong representation of what God can do through the heart of a willing vessel. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Ahaz In our last story, we learned about the faithful reign of King Uzziah. Although he did not finish well, the majority of his life was spent under the wisdom and guidance of God. He fortified Judah and protected them from harm. Then his son Jotham followed by restoring Israel back to a loving relationship with God. He was a mighty warrior and a loving king. He finished his time as king faithfully. Now we learn about one of the darkest kings Judah has ever known. His evil ran as deep as the ocean. His idolatry was taken to the highest of heights in an act against his children. God, as a result, would not allow for such evil to go unpunished. Inspired by the book of Second Chronicles. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! 
and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In the last episode, we learned about King Uzziah, who, despite his faithfulness to God in his younger days, became proud and disobeyed God's commandments regarding the temple. As a result, he died alone and in shame, kept away from the house of the Lord because leprosy had consumed him. But we also heard about his son, Jotham, who followed the Lord and led with honor and justice all of his days. He was perhaps the greatest king in Judah since the days of David and Solomon. Today, we'll hear how his son, Ahaz, sadly did not share his father's love for the Lord. He would become one of the most wicked kings in Judah's history and would commit sins so evil that God simply could not hold back his hand of judgment any longer. Let's listen to God's Word today. The story of God is a story of redemption through brokenness. Judah's kings revealed that God could work through imperfection. Some kings allowed for God to work in them and through them. Other kings kicked against the will of God only to be humbled later on. The story of King Jotham was a story of faithfulness from beginning to end. However, his son had an entirely different story. Jotham died after sixteen years of being king. He ruled well and continued to be faithful to the very end. Eventually, the sun set on his successful rule, and it was time for Ahaz to take the throne. Ahaz did not share the humble heart of his father. Nor did he have the wits or bravery of his grandfather Uzziah. Ahaz was a pathetic and evil man, whose heart was consumed with a great depth of wickedness. Influenced by the kings of Israel, Ahaz dabbled in the dark worship of exotic gods. He reveled in the mystic powers of evil. He tempted God by destroying life itself. One night in the forest beyond the hills, he lured his sons in for a sacrifice. They came under the impression that they were worshipping alongside their father. The children wandered through the forest without torches to light their way. The darkness covered the forest, and all they could hear was the wicked laughter of their twisted and demented father. Ahaz brought his sons in close and slit the children's throats as tribute to his pagan lords. Blood dripped over every tree in the forest that night. Innocent children were torn apart by their wicked father. This was the evil God desired to shield his people from. He would not allow Ahaz to corrupt or kill more of his children. The Lord rose up an army from the east. The king of Syria was stirred up to go into battle with Judah for land and wealth. God bolstered the armies of Syria and used them as a gavel of justice upon Ahaz. He also rose up Israel to mount another attack and claim more of Judah's land. In a matter of days, Ahaz managed to lose every man of valor his father had trained. Israel took over 200,000 Judeans captive. Women and children were claimed as slaves, and the entire storehouse of the king was raided. Yet God's quarrel was not with women and children. It was with the king. He would not allow Israel to take slaves. So he sent a prophet to speak out against the commanders of Israel. He stopped them on their way back home and proclaimed liberty. 
It is because the Lord is angry against Judah that he allowed you to have victory, the prophet shouted. But that does not mean you are without sin yourselves. God will not tolerate you taking women and children captive. Turn back and return them, lest the fierce wrath of God come upon you. The commanders of Israel's armies responded with humility, an unexpected yet welcomed reaction. They clothed the captives, fed them, and led them safely back to Judah. Meanwhile, Ahaz panicked in his palace. He was not stable. He was irate and irrational. The Philistines attacked from the east. Ahaz desired to save his own skin, and therefore reached out to gain aid. He reached out to Tiglath-Pileser, the king of Assyria. He pleaded for aid. He wanted soldiers, money, and resources to restore his nation to stability, yet he had nothing to offer Assyria. King Tiglath-Pileser saw Judah as weak and ripe for raiding. He led his armies to Judah under the ruse of aid, and then plundered Jerusalem for all its wealth. This defeat should have caused Ahaz to repent. Instead, it caused him to press deeper into darkness. He made sacrifices to the gods of Damascus, the very gods his enemies worshipped. In Ahaz's warped and twisted logic, he thought that since they helped his enemies, they would help him. He was painfully unaware that it was God who strengthened his enemies to capture his attention. Instead of providing comfort, they sent Ahaz into a deeper pit of despair. Ahaz tore up vessels from the house of God and shut up its doors. He made altars to false gods all throughout the streets of Jerusalem. He taught them how to bow to other gods. He led them astray. Yet God would not allow his people to suffer much longer under Ahaz. Every king must meet his end, and God would guide and love his people back into a relationship with him soon enough. As we begin today's passage, a new king sits on the throne in Judah. Jotham had ruled righteously, never turning from God in his 16 years as king. When he died, his son Ahaz became king. But rather than follow in his father's righteous footsteps, Ahaz turned down a very dark and evil path. His heart was filled with evil, and he turned to foreign gods, just as the kings in Israel, Judah's neighbor to the north, were doing in those days. How sad it is when a person overlooks or even rejects the godly example of a parent and follows the pattern of others who seek their own glory rather than the glory of God. And as Ahaz worshipped other gods, false gods, the darkness in his soul grew deeper and deeper and more wicked and immoral. This was not a man with a divided heart. He was a man fully given over to rebellion and sin. His wickedness reached its peak when he murdered his own children and burned them as an offering to pagan gods. It was a sin so egregious that God could not allow Ahaz to go unpunished any longer. We know God is a patient God, and he is full of mercy. But we also know that he is a holy God and will judge sin and send consequences to all sin and rebellion against him. So God caused the Syrian king to go to war against Judah. He gave Ahaz and his army over into the hands of the enemy as a judgment for the evils Ahaz had done. This was not a case of God blessing the Syrians, who themselves were wicked and did not worship God. This was God in his supremacy and sovereignty, using an outside nation to break his people and their king. God also stirred up the army of Israel to attack and claim more of Judah's land. 
they decimated Ahaz's army and killed all the brave men who had served under King Jotham. They also took 200,000 captives, including women and children. But this was not God's plan. So the Lord sent a prophet to tell the commanders to release all of the captives. God reminded the Israelites that they too were living in sin and would only make matters worse by taking those innocent lives. Surprisingly, despite their wicked and wayward ways, the leaders of Israel responded with honor, saying in 2 Chronicles 28, verse 13, You shall not bring the captives in here, for you propose to bring upon us guilt against the Lord in addition to our present sins and guilt. For our guilt is already great, and there is fierce wrath against Israel. So they treated the captives kindly, clothing and feeding them before returning them home to freedom. It was an act of honor and humility, demonstrating that there were still some in Israel who feared the Lord and wanted to please him. All of this should have humbled Ahaz, but instead it filled him with fear, desperation, and even more rebellion. When God disciplines or corrects us, or when situations seem desperate, do we turn to him in faith and humility, knowing that he can rescue us and save us from our own sins? Or do we seek security from the world for those who have no real power to help us and who may actually wish us harm? It is an important spiritual truth to learn that we always believe and trust in the only God who can save us and never listen to the world who does not know him. Ahaz turned to a foreign nation, the Assyrians. He wanted their help, but the king of Assyria saw a weakened nation and foolish king and attacked plundering Jerusalem and leaving Ahaz even worse off than before. Still, Ahaz refused to turn to God. He worshipped the idols of Damascus, hoping to find favor and success from these foreign gods. But all he found was more defeat and despair until he finally died, away from God and never tasting the goodness of fellowship with the Lord his God. He was not the only king that was evil, however, and the next time we'll hear of God's judgment of Judah's northern neighbors, Israel. Remind us always, Lord, that you are the source of our strength and the only source of our hope. We thank you for your love and your grace that seeks us and calls us to yourself, even when we are far away from you. May we always believe in you through your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make sure that prayer and Bible reading is a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, let someone else know, share it with someone you love, and let's get the Word of God out to many, many people. And if you want more resources as to how you can learn and live the Christian life, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. That's jackgraham.org. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.